Hello, this is On The Left Side, your alternative football show. Everett is complaining that he didn't touch him. He tries to get his body and that is a soft penalty. That is not a penalty at all. Hello, I'm Jim and welcome to a slightly different type of football podcast. We don't talk about goals scored, tackles won or chances created here. This is the funny side of football. It was a tense week this week. It was exciting. Literally anything could happen as the world of football gathered as one to decide who would be crowned the planet's greatest player in 2017. Would it be Lionel Messi? Would it be Cristiano Ronaldo? Would it be, I don't know, one of the other guys? Nope, it was Ronaldo. Predictably levelling the two-man competition between himself and the wee Argentinian Messi on who can collect the most giant baubles, five all. And as if Ballon d'Or results weren't predictable enough already, it wasn't helped by Nike, who leaked pictures of their commemorative fifth triumph Cristiano Ronaldo boots just before the announcement. The pictures of the gold and silver boots that appeared online even featured the five years in which Ronnie has won the gong which made it virtually impossible for the sportswear giants to deny that they'd had a tip-off on who would be taking away the prize that night. Uh, no, no. Um, we're talking about the triumph of winning um, Monopoly. Yes, yes, he takes his board games very seriously. To be fair, there was as much chance of Ronaldo not picking up this award as there was of the Portuguese being magnanimous and humble in victory as he did so. None. Of course, I feel happy. It's a great moment in my career. I uh, still have the motivation, uh, you know, to be Cristiano. I wonder what happens when he does finally lose the motivation to be Cristiano. Who does he become then? James Milner? Ethel who makes the half-time tea? Maybe he just regenerates like Doctor Who. And there's nothing quite like referring to yourself in the third person. But the best was yet to come when he spoke to Football France magazine after the victory. And he said, I don't see anyone better than me. No player does things that I cannot do myself. But I see things I do which other players cannot do. I am the best player in history. I imagine he said all that just before nipping off to the men's to indulge in some congratulatory self-love. There were no Ronaldos or Messis on show for the English clubs in Europe this week, but that didn't stop a few goal frenzies in what was a great week in Europe for the Premier League. Five English clubs have made it through to the last 16 of the Champions League for the first time ever, and even Arsenal managed to beat a mediocre European opposition in the Europa. So, good news on all fronts. So let's kick off with the Gunners, who slotted six past Bate Borisov, which sounds to me less like a football team and more like a pseudonym that Boris Johnson would be using in a Russian chat room. Blonde mop-haired buffoon looking for similar with big bazookas for fun and possibly more. Still, 6-0, 
is 6-0. And the good news is that the Gunners are through to the next round of the Europa League. And the better news is there is absolutely no way that they can play Bayern Munich in that next round. I don't care, fam. It was also good news for some of the fringe players who could get themselves on the manager's radar with a big win. Theo Walcott and Jack Wilshere both impressed in the game and afterwards both seemed keen to make their way back into first team plans. There's plenty of competition. It's a great headache for the manager to have so many top players that are playing performing well. We are doing our best to obviously, you know, give that manager a headache to uh, obviously put us in the team. You know, as Theo said, all we can do is try and get in the team, give the manager a little bit of a headache. But why are they going on about giving the manager a headache so much? Is that something that Arsene Wenger actually has a problem with? Maybe that's why he's so grumpy all the time. Tense, throbbing, selection headache? Our constant cries of Wenger out and highly paid footballers failing to perform at the required level, giving you a pressure migraine. Then you need to play a crap European side. Instant, effective relief from the day-to-day pressures of losing to all those half-decent teams in the league. And it wasn't just Arsenal going on a free-scoring frenzy either. Liverpool were at it too, gearing up for this weekend's Merseyside derby by putting seven past Sparta Moscow. See, there's a European team I've actually heard of. It was a pretty impressive result and the whole of Liverpool got really excited about it. There was talk of Klopp's Anfield impact. There was talk of reaching the semi-finals of the Champions League prematurely. And for the first time in history, they'd won 7-0 at home and 7-0 away in the same season. Impressive. But not as impressive as Gary Lineker trying to speak German to Jurgen Klopp on BT Sport after the game. Uh, Herr Klopp, uh, sehr gut. <laughs> Thank you very much. Danke schön. You get a job on a remake of a low low with those kind of language skills. Of course, 7-0 also gave Jurgen the perfect excuse to do plenty of laughing and joking, all the while showing off his brand new teeth. White teeth. Very white teeth. Very white teeth that required me to turn the brightness down on my TV for fear of being blinded by their luminous glint. And Kloppo got another chance to show off those pearly whites when he was interviewed after his team dropped points in the Merseyside derby. It was a dubious 77th minute penalty that saw honours even and Jurgen wasn't happy about it and he was not hiding those emotions in his post-match interview. If you think it's a penalty, then do it, say it. I think it's soft, but I think it is a penalty. <laughs> so, then we can stop the interview because I only want to talk to people who have a little bit of understanding of football. Come on, Jürgen. Sarcastic laughs. You know sarcasm is the lowest form of wit, which means we couldn't sink any lower. It's an awkward interview, but it wasn't just the Merseyside derby that was churning up emotions and churning up rivalry, because the Manchester derby was this weekend as well. First off, let me just say, On the Left Side is delighted to be officially the only media outlet who did not run a poll to find the greatest Manchester combined 11 this week. And secondly, why the hell was Noel Gallagher booked to be the Sky Sports City pundit for the big match. The footballing credentials of Andy Townsend and Garth Crooks are dubious enough, but dumping a fella who used to be an oasis onto the Sky Sports sofa just because he's got a new album out and quite like City is scraping the bottom of the proverbial barrel a little bit, no? You wouldn't ask Martin Keown to play rhythm guitar on the new Arctic Monkeys album, so why does this one fly? Thankfully, the well-oiled comedy routine was 
very well rehearsed and ready to go as soon as the cameras were rolling and Noel was sitting happily as a Graham Souness and Gary Neville sandwich on live TV. And we are delighted to welcome Noel Gallagher, Gary Neville's ultimate Christmas gift. It's great to be sat beside a legend of the game and you know, Gary Neville. <laughs> Neville and Noel coming to an end of the pier show near you soon. I can only imagine that Liam and Phil were sitting at home wondering why they weren't invited to the party. Or maybe just being grateful they weren't. But would Noel have the chops? Would he be able to hold his own when it came to detailed football analysis? Would he fuck? Noel Gallagher, sum up your emotions. Uh, we did it. Uh, I was kind of thinking, uh, well, I don't know how it's going to pan out. Yeah, you know, it's Derby. Anything can happen. Great. Well done, mate. Some really great football knowledge on show there. Yeah, still probably slightly better than Michael Owen. That's it. Goodbye. Farewell. Don't forget to do all the usual stuff. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at On The Left Side and leave a review on iTunes or however you listen. Not enough people do it and it really does make a difference to us as a show. Plus, we always enjoy reading all your responses. Even the one that described the show as everything that's wrong with modern football. And I will see you for the next one. Bye-bye. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio. Ha ha ha!